0: You're listening to The A-Show, and we're still the heads of the table. Welcome back to the A Show with the Kings of Pro Wrestling podcasts. I am Justin here with Meals. It's uh, we're recording this on a, on a real uh, interesting day, huh? I think yeah. I
1: mean, it's election day. Uh, while we're recording this, so we don't actually know who wins yet. But no. you know, uh, it could be anybody at this point. Maybe we shouldn't even bring it up. <laughs>
0: No, I mean, you know, it, it's, a, it's a moment in time. I, I think, you know, last week we were like, oh, it's a week away. And then today we, we it was like, you know, it's today. I think we even had a conversation off mic. Uh, like, should we like wait to record? And I was just like, nah, <laughs> it is, it's going to be what it's going to be. I think, like you know, it's it's best to say, or what's best to say is that, you know, the power is in our hands in a lot of ways. And, you know, we're hoping that coming on the other side of this after recording that, you know, you know what? You know that that we that we actually did make a change, and, and you know people decided that they were fed up with what's going on, and that they want uh, a change, and that they want to get out of these circumstances that we're in right now. I mean, you see what's going on right now. We all see what's going on right now. So you know, let's get to it.
1: I want to say, um, considering how great of a streak I've had as Middle Street Thomas so oh, no. far. I oh think no, I've had an amazing streak. Um, I want to say. On the other side of this thing, considering we're taping this before the election results are out, well, quite it might be a dusty finish. Might, you know, Trump, The man might say, like, listen, I don't know about these votes, man. I don't know about any of this anymore. Remember that dusty finish from 2000? Yeah. Remember that? Didn't yeah. know who was the president for, like, quite some time. Um, I'm going to say, you know what? We end up on the right side of this. I'm going to call it. I'm going to call it. We end up on the right side of this if we know what the right side means.
0: Yeah, so. you're— you're going to be listening to this. Most people will be listening to this around 5 a.m., 8 a.m., uh, depending on what coast you're on. We're calling it right now. 5 a.m. Oh my god! Some people do. Some <laughs> people can't. listen to this as soon as it hits their app, which is at. 5 I can't a.m. listen
1: to this at 5 a.m. It is, unless I'm <laughs> never have not been asleep. Wow. Well,
0: most Good people would have. Most people had had there been different circumstances would probably be listening to this on the on the morning commute. Uh, on their night shift, on their way home, on the subway you know there might be still people that do that and for for that we're very thankful for you know everything you, sure, have yeah. do, you, you everything you do and you know re- respect to you you know getting getting out there and making that money but um, I, I, I gotta say like I, I know people are, 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 are worried. You know, I know the polling looks really positive, but I know people are also worried. And, you know, I far be it from me or meals to, to, you know, to dissuade, you know, how you feel or, or make you not feel well. But I mean, I have to say I'm really optimistic about the people that have shown up for early voting and mail-in voting and, and drop-off voting, you know, shattering records all over the world. This is literally what we we did this for. And this is literally what, you know, our, you know, the people who fought for us to do this years ago, decades ago, fought for us to do. and. You know, I, I got to send a shout out to people that I've been on their ass <laughs> for years about voting who decided to do it this year because, once again, it is time for a change and they want to see it.
1: Absolutely. I feel like we should transition into wrestling talk. I don't want to get too political on this. I don't want to get too geopolitical on this thing. I want to get, you know, I want to continue to be the escape just in case people need it. I want to continue to be that. So, you know what? Let's get. I feel like we should get into the wrestling type of thing. It's first of all, it's Survivor Series season, which always makes me kind of want to revisit a bunch of Survivor Series matches, and I just
0: don't know what to. Do. The past, so the past two or three Survivor Series have been very good shows. Um, There's nothing. Other than one match that makes me believe that this won't be a very good show, but I think the build to this show is not good. And we'll talk about that uh, as we go down to the shows a little bit later. But, um, I mean, it's a weird, it's its just a weird set of circumstances. Like, even, you know, the past week, I mean, we had a really great Halloween Havoc show um, on NXT last oh, yeah. week. I, I thought it was oh, a yeah. fant- fantastic show. It, that was, I, I, I'll,
1: I shit you not. That show was one of the best wrestling shows I've ever seen in life, period. I can say from legitimately from 8 p.m., I'm putting it up there and I know people are going to be like, whoa, hot take. I'm legitimately putting it up there with like, granted, it doesn't have like a five star match, but I'm putting it up there. You know, I'll put it in the tier lower. I'll put it in one tier lower. Then the WrestleMania 17s and 19s and all this other stuff like that. That's how good I feel like that show was because it kind of represented everything about NXT. It made me look at NXT different because, quite frankly, you and I have different perspectives on NXT. I thought it was getting a little bit like... We'll say stale yeah i think it was getting a little bit stale but i think all wrestling tv at this point is getting a little bit stale yeah. i thought it was getting a little bit stale and um, they weren't really trying anything different and i hate that it takes for them to get competition wow there's a huge thing behind me um i hate that there's things that you know it takes competition to get to this standpoint but it does um and they knocked it out the park i'll say it they deserve whatever victory that they got last week because that show was fucking incredible
0: yeah but but even with like the weirdness of that, like we're not getting a NXT and Survivor Series this year, um, and that to me is is kind of like a, a big a big indicator. Like, hey, safety is a um, safety is a big concern. <laughs> safety is a huge concern this time around, um, and and again, it, it definitely is a a cause for you know. Just to just to look at the wrestling landscape right now and say, yo, like a lot of shit is different. So if Survivor Series ends up not being the same or not feeling the same, and I think they're trying to make it feel important with the Undertaker coming, right? Like it, it's going to be a that's like a huge selling point for this show this year. Yeah, I mean, I think, I
1: mean, is he coming? It's just kind of like, oh, it's WrestleMania. It's like Undertaker, like. It's a vibe, you know, it's a it's not it it doesn't they haven't announced that he's showing up. They just kind of be like, okay, he's a you know, it's Undertaker season and they're using the old. I'm not going to say the old Undertaker, but I assume to this point we're going back to the motorcycle one because he's quite frankly, I think if he rolls his eyes one too many times now, it's just going to stay there. But I thought we were moved on from that version of The Undertaker and we're moved on to something new. I mean, I don't know. It yeah. would have been nice to also have Undertaker versus AJ rematch. I thought that would have been good if they decided to go that route. I thought that would have been something great too.
0: But, you know, it, it is what like, it is. It seemed like they were going to go to that. And then they kind of dropped it. Because remember in the TLC match, uh, he, he saw the, the poster of the Undertaker. And then he even mentioned the Undertaker again um, after he started retiring. or that retiring gimmick started rolling along. But they never went back to it. I think they... <sighs> I know that, you know, Taker went out on his own terms, but damn, it would have been cool to see like that actual match happen in the arena that night. Yeah, that's true. That's true. But oh well, you know, what are you gonna do? So let's get into no holds barred for the week. The first uh the the first uh point of news this this, this week is Battle of Super Juniors twenty twenty. Participants have been announced and I mean i'll just get right to it uh, L- uh ach chris bay leo rush among the top uh people who were added to this this year what do you feel about this meals uh it'll be leo rush's first time working new japan
1: word uh <laughs> I-, I don't know what i feel about it, quite honest with you like i'm just you know good for him good for him didn't he retire yeah, I that's what that's what I heard. That's that's what I heard. I heard he retired. I thought he retired. I thought it was a whole thing. He's gonna be on the challenge, uh, either later this year or in twenty twenty one. So that's where I'll be watching him as a retired thing, but you know. And then you know, give it a little spoiler. Give it a little spoiler because the spoilers for the challenge came out. I'm not gonna say where you can find it. But you can find it is like you didn't do that
0: well. Um, no, well, <laughs> he didn't.
1: No, he didn't do that well. Okay, okay, um, hold on. Let,
0: okay, if you don't want to hear the Leo Rush, I'm not gonna. Word, I, I want to hear it. I want to hear it. Oh, you want to hear it? Yeah, like if you don't. Oh. I, I mean, people can. I'll, I'll just tell people if you don't want to hear the Leo 30 Rush. Thirty seconds. Skip thirty seconds. Skip for thirty seconds. Okay, so essentially
1: what happens on the show is that he quits the game. What? <laughs> at some point. <laughs> he quits. It's it's unknown why he quit, but he did quit. And he doesn't actually, according to spoilers, he doesn't actually get eliminated by anybody, but he quits the show, which is the most Leo Rush thing that I've probably heard about it. Does and it th- didn't surprise me one bit.
0: Does he, uh, th- is it for the culture?
1: <laughs> Don't know yet.
0: So when will we do, oh, okay. Uh, okay you'll that- we'll
1: be i feel like we'll be able to see this at the beginning of next year
0: so he did all of the. Oh, okay never mind all right spoiler over <laughs> spoiler yeah. over he's going to be in the battle of super juniors that's happening in america this year um really unprecedented as far as just like how they've been able to, to pull this off but uh i gotta say i'm super excited for it I, i'm i'm hoping that uh, You know, I get to see a lot of cool stuff I haven't seen before. And I I don't know if people have been noticing, but ACH is turning up in a lot of places. He's going to be back in MLW pretty soon. He looks to be getting back to a full schedule of wrestling again.
1: Look, listen, as long as he's happy, as long as he's doing what he needs to do, and as long as he seems to be in a much better place, I'm all for it. I'm all for it. So if he's he's doing Battle of Super Juniors, first of all, it just looks I'm just glad that all the, like, I guess, I don't know, the black participants. Can I say that? Yeah. I mean, how many uh, Battle of Super Juniors have been won by black people?
0: Uh, Zero. But and I'll tell you this right now. Has Ricochet won? No. I'll tell you this right now. Probably not going to happen this year either.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, all right. Well, you know, listen, 2020. You know what I'm saying? Uh, But, yeah, I mean, you know what? By all means, good luck to all of them. I hope they do well. I hope they have a great time. I hope one of them wins. Probably
0: not, though. Um, but yeah, <laughs> I think that's Chris, it. I think Chris Bay will do really well. I think ACH will do well. I think ACH is probably like the, the biggest name there, which is funny considering how, how tenured uh, Leo Rush is. But I think he's the most, you know, people are most excited about him. Let's not lie about it. ACH is still that guy. So uh, we'll see. And, and like you said, I, I am glad that, that he seems to be in a better place than he was um, a couple of years ago, almost two years ago.
1: Kind of Almost two. Nah, it was last year,
0: bro. Was it? Holy, yeah, that show was last shit, year. It was, I remember. Wow. I remember. It, was. it was last year.
1: Or this year. <gasps> Imagine if it was this year. Wow. If
0: it was this year, <laughs> the A Show would be over. <laughs> we have to end the show. There would be no Hold more.
1: Hold on. A show. <laughs> when did the ACH do the thing? Oh my God. Now I'm going to. It was last forget. September. It All had right. to
0: be like last September ish. It was. Re- no, 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 okay. no. It was It was after. Um. It was. At, it, yo, it might be a year ago because it was after NXT debuted. On USA, he, he had disappeared for like six weeks. So it, it might oh, be yeah, like yeah, coming yeah. up on yeah. the one-year anniversary of it right now.
1: Wow. All right. Listen, a year can change everything. As long as you're in a better space in the entire year, I'm okay with it. I'm, I'm fine with it. Let's uh, let's make it happen.
0: Yeah. Uh, next up on No Holds Barred, NXT UK's main event last week. I wanted to touch on this. I know it's not like a crazy news item, but... um. Ilya Drogonov versus Walter. Main match. Just captivated everyone in the world last week. I watched the match. Uh, it took me two sittings to watch it. I had to actually end up and I think go record a show <laughs> before I actually finishing Wait, the, the other the other uh, half of the match.
1: I was about to say, I was like, all the G1 matches you watch and this took you two sittings to watch this match? I, I had was like, to, what? It
0: was, it was a late, I had to record Late Fees last week. That's why I didn't finish it. I finished it after. Uh, I finished, I actually went back and restarted it after I watched Late Fees. So I watched the whole thing from the top uh about twice now and i think to me absolutely i gave it five stars it is one of the best matches of the year one of the most violent wwe matches i've probably ever seen or have seen in the past decade i don't think they get this violent anymore but i thought it was really fantastic and If you get a chance to watch it, go out of your way to watch it. I don't know if Mills watched it. I told you to, but I don't don't think you did.
1: I did watch it. I watched it last night. I knew the show was coming. (laughs) I saw the brutality of it all. I think this is just kind of the brand that you're going to get, but not only just the European style or just more physical in general, but when you get to Walter as well, who's chopping the shit out of you no matter what. So I thought it was incredible. I saw a lot of high praise from it, from Triple H and Jim Cornette and a couple other people. So I definitely tuned in and I wasn't, it was the only thing I tuned in on the show. I just skipped right to it. <laughs> you know, WWE network hit you with the timestamp and said, Oh, mash. Oh, boom. There we go. So watched it. It's 100% one of the match of the year candidates. There's a lot of great candidates this year. This is definitely, I want to say top 10 for sure. So anyone who hasn't seen it yet, and want to see people brutally beat the shit out of each other, I would suggest to go watch it.
0: Absolutely. And again, I, even in a loss, I don't think Drug Enough looked bad at all. He was the one guy that was able to take more brutality than Pete Dunne, more than if you can believe it.
1: Walter. He pinned Walter
0: yeah, a couple he, weeks ago
1: or last week or something. Yeah, he beat First him in, person.
0: He beat him in a tag match and, and pinned him. And, and again, like he, I, I one thing I did like about the match was at the end, when Walter kind of looked at him like, holy shit, like this kid is tough. And I love when they do that because to me, that gets them more over than the, the get up handshake type stuff that they like to do. Like the, the, the super like crazy acting stuff. Like there wasn't a lot of acting in this. And I thought that what Walter was able to convey through his facial expressions said a lot about uh, Drug Enough at the end of that match. And you know what? I, th- I want to see this again. And I think they're going to do it again.
1: I 100% think they're going to do it again. And then also, I want to give a shout out. I mean, since we're talking about the UK, got to give a shout out to Pete Dunne, who surprised yeah. the world and appeared in the United States in Yeezys. And just, and <laughs> and just and just you know what? I'm not mad at it. This is definitely a, I mean, talks about it on the war report anyway. I guess we could step on it. I yeah, mean, we could talk and, about it. Yeah, it's been, a, you know, you can definitely listen to the War Report to hear the full thing from Cyrus. But man, that, wow. They don't make them like that anymore. They don't make moments like that anymore. So I was very happy with it.
0: And the thing that was great about that moment is that I, I WTF'd it publicly. And then someone said, I mean, we shouldn't be surprised that he did this, considering this is payback for two years ago for when they turned on him. And I said, you know what? That's called storytelling. And I was like, and again, it goes into what you said, Mills. A lot of things were paid off on Halloween Havoc last week on NXT TV, or from NXT TV. I agree. A, a lot of story was paid off. A lot of respect was paid to, to, to the viewers, um, their intelligence, <laughs> and their enjoyment of wrestling. And I think that was one of the biggest moments on, on the show and of the year for NXT, and in a brand that has had... Literally within the year, one of the best heel turns already with Finn Balor last year, they did it again this year. And it still it still gave you a shocker moment. And I thought it was really great.
1: Yeah, I just thought overall and just my final thing about this show, I just think overall um, the show featured a level of as, as good as the wrestling is. It, it becomes formulaic. You get all these programs and they're segmented and you and it's going to be. My issue with Monday Night Raw, to be honest with you, um, you get all these things. They're segmented. It's a formula. It's kind of all this. When they straight from the formula and try something completely out the box and they didn't even use all their people on the show, which is insane to think about. It was. But just to p- do something true to the characters of all these people. And it it was just the perfect it, it seemed that show felt more sports entertainment than probably any NXT show that I've seen before. Yeah, Just period. And and, And that's what they kind of need to balance in.
0: And and again, like it goes to, again, uh, appreciating the intelligence of your audience. Pat McAfee, you know, bringing up the Rich Holland thing to me was just such a small thing, but him mentioning, I regret buying him that car. That go that went a long way into saying just how how deep that that storyline has gone, and this is essentially like, right. and I like it. and I know Cyrus will talk more about this, but the Undisputed Era's reckoning as as faces, you know, it's it, I think that that's the that's the great way to create a really sympathetic face uh, tandem is saying, you know what, you guys might be good guys, but you guys fucked over a lot of people on your way to where you're at, and this is the this is the reckoning for that. And I think that's a spectacular because I mean Birch and 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 Oni were also people that they screwed over. Absolutely. Thought it was great. Absolutely. Thought it was great. Um, Last week, uh, and this is, again, our our next point in No Holds Barred, last week it was announced during a a corporate investor call with Vince McMahon and all of his team that there is going to be a Netflix documentary produced by Bill Simmons on Vince McMahon's life, said to be four episodes in length uh, covering the life and times of one of the most misunderstood the live and in v dot v. v mcmahon like
1: is there a volume two <laughs> <laughs> um i'm you know what fair we definitely need a non-wwe i mean i'm i'm sure they're gonna have their finger in some of like this but i guess a non-wwe managed production on vince mcmahon's entire life my only issue is will they tell the real story? Will they tell the actual story or will it just be? Cause I don't, I'll be honest with you. Uh, this seems like it's going to be the people who are behind the Andre, the giant um, documentary, which I wasn't a big fan of. I anyway, I thought, it just wasn't that interesting. And I've heard every story about Andre from beneath the sun from various wrestlers up to that point anyway. So it wasn't really interesting. So if you're not really telling me anything new about Vince McMahon, then kind of like leave it on the playground, but they they're going to have to go in like deep. I don't want to hear just kind of the service level stuff and like, you know, Oh, a trial and stuff like that. I want to hear everything from 2001 moving forward. I want to hear about how he felt when Eddie Guerrero died. I want to hear how he felt about when the whole Crispin Watt situation went down. I want to hear how he's been continuing the transition moving in this new era. Um, if he's ever thinking about moving out, was that sort of situation? Any sort of, I don't want to say any marital problems that he's had, but any sort of family issues that have been presented. I I don't want to hear just a normal physic man, you like, know, business. Like, I don't want to hear that. I want to hear something new. That's, and I, I'm judging a book by it's covering this is. since I don't think we're going to get this with the people who are involved currently.
0: Uh, <clears throat> you never know. I, I think one thing that leads credence to the fact that we might get a little bit deeper than usual is seeing the success of things like The Last Dance, which I'm pretty sure that a lot of, of the people who produce documentaries are looking at right now. I'm not saying that they, mm-hmm. they have to go to that level, but hearing Vince McMahon talk about himself is something that we've never heard before. And I think yeah. what, what leads me to think that this is going to be different is the fact that he's never done this before. And, you know, just the fact that we were getting a, made a documentary, he's had a
1: documentary. It was just WWE documentary. That, this, he's had I mean. one. That's
0: what I mean, is it, a documentary yeah, yeah. that has to look at these things and actually has to have him face the mirror and talk about himself. And I think, you know, we're going to get some of that. Obviously, you're going to get some, some tampering a little bit. I mean, you know what it is, but. I don't think it's going to Some be. Some
1: Montreal job esque type of thing. Yeah, you know?
0: I, I don't think it's going to be as, you know, the Victor tells the story as people think it's going to be. And I think that there's a lot of documentaries, I mean, even Tiger King, it, that, that look at flawed and morally uh, ambiguous individuals and try and let the audience decide who they are. And I think that's what they did right. with Tiger King. And I think that's what they did with, uh, to a certain extent, The Last Dance. Because, I mean, you even have people going either way with that. And I think you look at that formula and, and that and that leads me to believe that they will be trying to because they want to get as many eyes on this as possible. So you got to get the salacious mm-hmm. stuff. You, you have to. And I think that because this won't be on the network um, that you're going to be able to. You're going to get cussing. <laughs> you're probably going to be able to get a bunch of stuff you're not going to be able to see on the network. And to me, it leads me back to my point a couple of weeks ago, maybe a month ago. The big payoff or, or you know, what I'm saying like this is this is again, Vince would, would do this when he's trying to put his company in a position to be a powerhouse media wise right. and to show off what he's done media wise. So you gotta do the good right. and that. bad. That's why I think it'll it'll probably be talked about.
1: I'm I'm very I don't know. It's just to me. I listen to like for instance even just outside of WWE stuff, I listen to Triple H or I listen to Stephanie McMahon. I'll listen to anyone do an interview and it just kind of seems like they're very concern on protecting the company but also like their family and a lot of stuff like that and they're promoting yes they're promoting the company but I don't know they're gonna I don't know if we'll ever get Triple H speaking very candidly about Vince McMahon ever again until maybe he's dead or like maybe he's you know people moved on or something I just want that I don't know if we'll ever get that. I can't see it still. I personally cannot see it. I would be shocked if that would happen, but I can't see it.
0: All right. Next up on No Holds let's, War. Let's get through this really quick. Um, in order of importance, what do we want to talk about? I'll let you choose meals. Ronda Rousey or, uh, the, or the Twitch stuff.
1: Um, the Twitch stuff is way more important than Ronda Rousey. In my opinion, All I right. think even Kylie Ray retiring is more important than Ronda Rousey. Um, I
0: mean, well, how but, about, how about that? The Twitch stuff or Kylie Ray? We can only talk about one. We're gonna talk about one. We can only talk about one. Oh, we, we can gotta, only talk about one. Yeah, we gotta, Twitch, get, the, we gotta get the show going. We gotta get the show going. Uh,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah Twitch.
0: Uh, so last week, Miriam and AJ Styles, took to their channels on Twitch and Mixer, respectively, and said they had to shut down due to company or ordinances about social media and third-party support, uh, which kind of uh, proves what we've been, not fearing, but we've been hearing for the past couple of, of weeks about the WWE clamping down on these things, uh, and they said basically the same type of uh, company spiel that, we, that we've kind of heard and that you kind of see in any type of email, both Both statements looked like they were completely copied from from a notepad. But uh, this, again, has 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 had people very upset about this. And uh, one person in particular who is still signed is Paige, who basically said, you know what? Fuck that. I'm still going to stream and has been streaming since then, meaning that the streaming wars have started in WWE.
1: I'm I'll be honest with you give them their damn twitch back i'm on that side i understand the benefits that this could have i 100 percent understand the benefits that I, that this could have i don't think it's beneficial i mean we haven't seen anything yet so let's wait until we see what stuff actually happens with it but i really don't think that the moral sort of uh the the, the hit that this takes morally on a lot of wwe superstars is worth making you know I guess for WWE it's worth making a couple hundred million bucks but I don't think sort of morally decapitating a lot of WWE superstars by not giving them a creative outlet to get in touch with the fans that they've you know that they want to stay in touch with is a, is probably the smartest thing to do. I think Paige is 100% an example of that or someone who's on who was featured on television at one point doesn't have really anything going on anymore. She was actually probably if I look at like Renee Young, she's probably in the same boat as Renee Young of someone who was doing something, show got canceled, no longer doing anything. She doesn't have any sort of on-air role. She can't wrestle in the ring. She's not cleared the ring. Twitch is kind of all that she had. And it's not necessarily that they want to take it away from her, but they want to completely control how she does these things. And she tends to do things in a certain way. Um, and she was very unhappy and she's very emotional about it. And while it seems very trivial on that standpoint and be like, Oh, you're so emotional about a Twitch. Obviously this is something that means a lot to her personally. It means a lot to her to be able to at least connect with people and have something creatively that she can, you know, output just something. She can't wrestle. She's been wrestling since she was 14. She hasn't been able to wrestle for maybe like the past, like four, three, four years. Um, She just wants something to kind of, that she can control. I think it sucks. And I think, you know i just you know i support them keeping their twitch to be honest with you it's a from a as a creative and i know i'm going on a big ass rant big ass spiel right now and uh but just as a creative you kind of need that sort of output especially when you have a you know i think we can all relate to have jobs may not have the best work environment may not have the best sort of thing may not have a lot may induce a lot of stress but to be able to kind of unwind and kind of push yourself creatively into one thing gives you a little bit of a balance and a little bit of happiness and stuff like that and i think that's essentially what she is at this point um i'll say they'll probably reach a deal eventually i think just based on how much noise that she's making they'll probably end up reaching some sort of compromise at some point or she'll leave but yeah i mean that's kind of what i think about it just in the sort of long form
0: Uh, I feel the same way I felt about it before. It sucks. But, you know, I I can't compare my situation or anyone's situations to theirs. I mean, no, I don't think anyone else can see like the scrutiny behind it. I, I mean, I've definitely again, like I said before, I've been in situations like like that, where we can't do certain things because of company ordinances and there's certain rules that we, want to, we mm-hmm. want to break and stuff like that. And again, like there's, there's certain certain types of things are ironclad. There's just nothing you can really do about it. I mean, she doesn't seem to have been getting in any trouble for streaming still. So I mean, there are people that will probably dissent from this and probably won't like it. But at the end of the day, you know, we'll have to see what comes of this. I, I can't call if it's if it's if the if what they again. and I think we had a conversation about this last week too, Mills. We were just like, okay. The streaming the streaming deals on Twitch work like this. Usually, Twitch takes this much. If they were to do a deal with mm-hmm. WWE, they'd probably have to pony up money for licensing. They'd probably have to give them money. So, what it, it determines mm-hmm. how much money these wrestlers are going to get from it. So, like if they if they find that they would be getting considerably more money through the, what WWE is doing than what they would get through their own subscribers, then so be it. You know, if they if, if if they can if WWE can create a compelling argument to that, they probably won't. Then then so be it. If not. I can't see this going away anytime soon. So, I mean, that that's really just where I stand on it right now. I, I don't really know. Yeah. Do, there's not much you can do. There's not really much you can do.
1: Yeah, they, there's not really much. I'll be honest to see kind of how far this actually goes. If they don't come to a compromise, I think it can go really, really far, to be honest with you. Um I, I mean, I think I think they see, I think the reason why it's not like, well, if you don't want to see if you don't want to not stream, you can leave. It's because Twitch is I mean, Paige is a major d- despite not being in the ring, I think she's someone who garners a lot of social media attraction. She's valuable in some sort of way. Um but yeah, it's a it'll be interesting to see how far this goes.
0: Let's get into I'm sorry if this offends. All right. Yes, yes, yes. Yet another episode. I'm sorry if this offends. Something's been bothering me, Mills. Okay, sure. Yeah. Something's been bothering me. Did you hear the, you hear the drop? Or did I hear the drop? Did you hear the drop? No? I didn't hear the drop, hear, but I knew it what it was. Let's, let's do it again. If I can be serious can be there goes. for a minute. Okay. Without there we go.
1: being interrupted.
0: There it goes. I don't think it came through. I'm going to keep that, though. I don't care. I'm going to keep it because I want to talk about something. I want to talk about something this week. I want to talk about the EC3 paradox. You know what that is?
1: No, please do explain.
0: That is when you take a wrestler. They might be a good hand. Might have been successful somewhere, somewhere else. Might have, might have done a couple things. Who doesn't quite translate well all the time to every single situation. We've seen, sure. the, we've seen the EC3 paradox all over social media. You've seen it with people like and Mills. Stay with me here. People like Rusev. People like the Miz. People like <laughs> Wait. People I didn't like, see
1: this coming. Wait, why are you people why like, are you doing this to me?
0: People like Otis. <laughs> People like uh, who else, who else? Who else, You you know you know the people who get the EC three. Uh, Robert Roode. You know? No, because Robert I Rude. clearly
1: don't know what you're talking about anymore with the Ro- Miz and Rusev. Get on my Ro- face. All right, go <laughs> ahead. Robert Roode. It offended me. I'm offended. Sorry. The
0: people listening know what I'm talking about. Robert Roode. All these people that are, are kind of get saying, you know, they need to win titles and win all the time and have these long drawn out storylines that in a week I, I won't care about. Now this week this happened on Raw with someone named Tucker Knight. Of formerly oh of Heavy Machinery. can't on, believe he's at the miss. Oh, my God. Um, on Raw this week, he faced off against Ricochet and lost in under a minute before uh, in lieu of Retribution beating his ass and beating Ricochet's ass. Now, what I come on online to see is a tweet from someone saying, wow, they had him turn heel on Otis, help him lose the briefcase, and he's losing the Ricochet in minutes. What are they doing? And I said... The right thing they're doing the great that they're doing the right thing. Tucker is not a man event prospect he should not be treated as such on a three hour show he cannot even he can't even take up one minute that's fine. he should be a guy that's losing for a minute because you know what every show needs a jobber every show needs our truth every show needs someone that's going to lose and make other people look better. What is wrong with Tucker Knight? Not having a huge marquee storyline. The, the heavy machinery breakup is not a big deal. A month ago, nobody cared about heavy machinery. Can we be clear on that, Mills? Am I clear?
1: I mean, you don't have to tell me no one gave a shit because I definitely ain't gave a shit.
0: No one cared <laughs> about heavy machinery. Everyone cared about Otis. I'll say people cared about Otis, but no one cared about them as a team. I think even when Otis won the briefcase, people were just like, well, well Tucker, uh, better go work at Walmart tomorrow. I even said myself, he needs to just go ahead and sell all this shit on StockX, and now he he deserves more. Did you see what he looked like on Raw? All
1: right, so here's my. I saw the same tweet, and I actually did. You see my response to that tweet? Like, I think I tweet. I made a response to it when it was actually tweeted, like a couple like yesterday during Raw it? or something. Okay, okay. So my essentially, I'll actually read my tweet verbatim, and let's see if I can tweet. Uh, if I still have good grammar. Um, I said, all right, you got to stop acting like they did something to Tucker. He <laughs> was the B guy in the tag team that barely had tag matches over the last 10 months. He's starting over. This is part of the process. If he's truly talented or has something to offer, he'll find his way some way. And I truly do believe that. Um, despite my thing for Tucker, cause he was paired with Otis and then also took too long to turn on Otis. In my opinion, um, he turned on Otis. The storyline was that, listen, Otis left him in the projects. Otis had money. Otis had women. Otis had meats wow. and wow. Tucker was just the guy, <laughs> um, who was there for moral support. And then he eventually turned on him. Let's also compound the fact they're on completely different rosters. So it's not like they can sort of follow up on that story. This was a decision that was made to split up them from the entire group. And this was not necessarily made for to build up this Otis versus Tucker story, but to kind of establish Otis as his own independent being and stuff like that. He's talented. Don't get me wrong. He can move in the ring. He's not bad.
0: He can do not a great, great moonsault. Bad. He can do a great moonsault. But does that mean he needs to be beating he's Ricochet? A,
1: I just think in terms of, yes, I mean, is there an idea of like, okay, can we do a story with him? Can we build something? Can we do it? Yeah. But at the same time, it's like he's starting over. You really don't have any sort of, uh, you don't have much of a... Reference in terms of things that he's done outside of the heavy machinery stuff. You don't have a lot of things. You're now building a new character. This is something that they would do in NXT, but because he's on the main roster, they have to do it there. And it's not a solution of, well, let's send him back to NXT and repackage him. That's not how that works if you're on the main roster, to be honest with you. They're repackaging him on the main roster. He's going to have to figure out how to sort of navigate these things. This problem isn't native just to Tucker. We're now seeing. You know, who I'm going to laugh at Peyton Royce, Billy Kay, they also were split up and now kind of have to figure out how to swim on their own. And they're doing it week by week. They're not sure how they're doing it yet. Even Dana Brooke and Mandy Rose, you know what I'm saying? Split up once again from their respective things, have to figure out week by week. How are they going to do this? How are we going to build up from this? Where do we go with this thing? It's all about sinking and swimming in WWE. You have to be able to adapt. You have to be able to continue. You have to be able to do that. We cannot hold Tucker to the standard that we hold <laughs> a bunch of other people. Yeah, I'm and, just saying. And listen, stop, and
0: let's stop saying it like like people were comparing Tucker to Rusev and. People can compare him to to damn Bray Wyatt. I'm like, I'm not even, this isn't even the same. And and I'm with you here, Mills. Like, Rusev had a way, like, this is a way different type of thing here with Rusev. Like, Rusev was, was positioned to be a great guy. And never quite gotten yeah. there, whether it be booking, whether it be you know angles, whether it be John Cena, who I oh think, definitely booking, who I, no, well, oh definitely booking. Well, no, you could say definitely John Cena because that's the one person that he could never. I mean, it, it was always Cena or Reigns that that kind of kept him from from getting there. And but the thing
1: is, he was built to lose to John Cena, in was, my opinion. He was built to yeah. lose to
0: him in Roman Reigns, and that's really the you know could they have made him a, a world heavyweight championship contender? Absolutely, but booking wise, they had him at that level. And if Tucker is at the level where he needs to lose to Ricochet to get Ricochet over because Ricochet needs wins, I'm choosing Ricochet any day of the week because we know Ricochet. He's not restarting. That's just that's just the long and short of it. it's not booking here. It's it's just let the guy go. Let Let him let him sink or swim. And we'll see.
1: I'm just thinking this is this is just a legitimately a feeling out process. This is this. That was an audition. That was kind of like figuring out. He has to really start over. And I think he's established that with his, you know, that weak ass silk press that he had in his hair. Um, that, that suit and everything like that. He's legitimately trying to figure it out on the fly. Let him figure it out. Don't even give him let's have, let's revisit. I don't know if we have to revisit a Tucker conversation in a year, but I would say look at him today and look at him a year from now and see if anything has evolved or different and then make your decision on that. But Tucker's starting over he'll be fine and he should he'll, and, yeah. and he'll be And don't put him with the Miz. Miz has done too many has revitalized too many careers over the last decade oh you right. don't need to have him right. with the Miz.
0: all right that that that's it uh when we come back on the a show we how, will be talking how about how
1: dare you put the Miz in the ec3 paradox i'm very disappointed oh my
0: god oh he's, he's firmly in the ec3 paradox and i'll talk about it all after this break here now do it Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome the Intercontinental Champion, Sammy Zayn. You know that was actually pretty good. And what, what frustrates me a little bit is I asked you to introduce me that way for how long, and you... what is this? What Zayn, ladies and gentlemen. Is this Hello. why you're late? Hello. Hey. You look terrible. Who you is? look terrible. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Is I that, was late. Are you mocking my so Canadian my accent question. right now? I, I, I was late. I not even talk I, like I, that. I was drinking my fair trade coffee. Uh, it was grown in the
1: base of Kilimanjaro. Uh, you know, by I the actually farmers. do enjoy trade coffee. coffee. Not you like, know, my really expensive water bottle, like not that plastic. How dare you? Kind of accurately
0: um, br- make fun of me like this. Let me tell you about my
1: water bottle. It, Where it, did you it's got, get that championship? I, you are a fraudulent champion. <laughs> I am the undisputed <laughs>
0: intercontinental. Oh, uh, Mills, did you did you hear did you see that segment on on talking smack? I did see that segment. I did. How spectacular was that?
1: I did. It was funny. It was funny. It was funny. I think she could have hammed it up a little bit more, but it's a, she could have used a little bit more hands and stuff like that. He's very big on like hands and stuff like he's low key like a. Uh, he reminds me of like Robin Williams, but with a mixture of like. God, who, should, who can I say some sort of rebellious character? I don't know. Someone who's very politically driven, but yeah, That's he's very Robin comparison. Williams with his hands.
0: That's a wild comparison, bro. <laughs> that's a very person. <laughs> welcome back to the a show yep. with myself and meals of course i'm justin uh we are going to hop into this week's shows the weekly shows smackdown and raw yeah
1: let me handle let me handle smackdown because smackdown listen smackdown is my show smackdown has always been my show i don't know if you realize this okay. it's always i've always been the blue show you know um so we have to start off with, I mean, probably the most prominent news in all of SmackDown. We got the continuation, the continue as the as the Uso turns. I don't know what to say. Like, boy, Us is in the hood. Like, too Us, too Uso serious. Something along those lines. Oh but we got God. the continuation <laughs> of the story between Roman Reigns and Jay Uso. And it's taken quite a turn. And it seems like Jey Uso has finally... Fallen in line as we saw with the main event of SmackDown. What were your thoughts on kind of Jey Uso? What are are your thoughts of them taking this direction with the story? Because I'm in approval of it. A lot of times WWE tends to follow the same pattern and continues the same pattern. And then someone just fades away into like, you know, obscurity. But then they like revisit later. They decided we're changing this entire character with the story. What do you feel about it?
0: I, I liked it. I liked it a lot. Um, I, I thought that again, they add little wrinkles into this story, and so often. And I know you can agree with me here. So often does this shit never make sense to a point where we actually sometimes have to create mental gymnastics to make this shit make sense. But with yeah. this, it makes yeah. it makes total sense here that Roman, you know, through his gaslighting, through his you know brutality. Through his, you know, his psychoticness and manipulate, you know, his manipulation would break Jey Uso, and that's what we've seen here is Jey Uso break. And you know, I know a lot of people were, I don't see, I didn't see a lot of people upset about it, but I, I think a lot of people were saying like, wow, like that's a very, I wouldn't say adult like, but almost very like story, comic book like in the way that that happened. And I was like, yeah, that's really kind of what it's like. I, it's it's a it's a type of storytelling and a twist that i I've, I've never really seen from the in writers WWE, yeah, yeah. In, in WWE's period. And um, I, I thought the way it was set up was perfect. I thought it made sense. I thought again, kudos to Daniel Bryan. And I, I guess we'll get to him in a second for kind of giving it the, the storyline, the lift that it needed because he's, he said it in you know beginning of the night, this is a new Jey Uso. He was foreshadowing this <laughs> from, yeah. uh, from the I, beginning.
1: I think just in general, with the whole Daniel Bryan, we can definitely get what this means about Roman Reigns and what it means for Daniel Bryan. But I think overall what it means for Jey Uso, when you look at kind of the story and how it was told, this is kind of like the emotional outburst that Jey Uso had been hinting about actually for weeks, especially considering with Roman. And... I think it's always, it's just been bottled up. It's been prevented. It's been this thing we've seen it for two weeks where he's going off on Roman with a chair, or he's going off with things. And then you have this situation where he kind of unwillingly, I think he still hates Roman. I mean, as much as he, he's on his side, I think he still hates what Roman Reigns has necessarily done to him. And he, he fall in line, but he's taking that out and taking out all that emotion and everything he wanted to take out on Roman Reigns, on Daniel Bryan. This is really some like next level story and shit that it they is. never really It's layered. Really
0: do. <laughs> it's layered. And, it, and if they want to go this far, I don't think Jay will be the guy to do it. But if Jay wants to be the guy that costs Roman the title, it's right there. You know, or it, yeah. it, the story is right there. So let's see it play out. I like having you know, Roman needs a goon. There's there's no doubt about it. He needs a goon. He needs a hitter. Yeah, hit her. yeah he, he needs that right now because that legitimizes who he is. Like he's the final boss of the show. And I think mm-hmm. Daniel Bryan very soon is going to see what that entails.
1: Listen, Daniel Bryan's doing his, you know, his late fall, early rumble work, <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> which he's done for quite some years. He did it with AJ, I think in two thousand eighteen. I think he did it. No, he did it at AJ 2018 through 19. He did it with the fiend through 2018, 2019. And now it looks like the same result for Roman Reigns, where he's just like, you know, just call me false sweeps. Cause that's what I do. Yeah. When it's November, <laughs>
0: when it's November is Daniel Bryan time. He's automatically Daniel Bryan
1: <laughs> from, from November through January. That's me. That's all me. So it's 100%. Uh, right on time for the Daniel Bryan Roman Reigns feud and I'm all for it. It's going to make, it's just going to make for some awesome matches. Um, the next little bit of news that we have to talk about on the show. I mean, Sasha Banks, of course, new SmackDown women's champion. She finally gets to hold up the belt. She finally gets something to compliment all of her amazing Sasha Nova fits.
0: (laughs) Sasha Um, Nova.
1: (laughs) But she, uh, it's not completely out the woods yet. She has her first title defense next week. Bailey has officially challenged Sasha Banks for a rematch for the SmackDown Women's Championship this week on SmackDown. So it's going to be this Friday on SmackDown. What? Like, I'm not sure. I mean, I get why it's happening so soon, but is there? Let me ask you this: Is there a potential for a title change in this future? They've been building up Sasha Banks someone who can win the title, but can't keep the title. Right. Do you think it kind of continues here this Friday?
0: I don't think that this feud is over. I think they're going to try and do something that extends this feud, but not have Sasha drop the title so close to Survivor Series. Because if you have her drop it, then you have her running against Asuka again, which we've seen a lot. You, But the thing is, it's crazy is that we've seen Sasha Asuka a lot too. So, their hands are really tied, right? So it's like, you could do a non-finish and just have it be that way. And then Survivor Series goes away and then Bailey and Sasha goes to TLC, right? If they want to do another match. It's just the way that they get there. I'm very confident in SmackDown's writing. So I can't call how they'll get there, but I do know that there will not be a finish to this match. There, there just can't be.
1: Yeah, I doubt it. I think we'll get a long match, but I don't think we'll get a finish. It yeah. seems like something chicanery is going on. I wouldn't uh, if I'm if I'm Sasha Hive. I wouldn't be worried. If I'm Bailey Hive,
0: I wouldn't I be. Wouldn't
1: be I, w- I wouldn't be worried. Oh. I wouldn't be worried. I wouldn't be worried if I were either of them. It doesn't seem like the speed is actually going to end.
0: No, it, it, but it, I. Also, it'll end at Rumble or something.
1: <laughs> yeah, but I think um, just in general, I think it, there's a lot of conversation around like. Do we actually keep Sasha Banks as champion and have her have a worthwhile run or not? And, you know, we'll, we'll see. I have thoughts Sasha, on it. I'm not going to say them now.
0: You don't, you don't want to talk about it?
1: No, I don't want to talk about it right now. <laughs>
0: people are going to ask you to talk about it because I agree with you.
1: Let's wait till next week.
0: All right. Okay. Well, if you Let's wait hear, until if you after hear, the title match. If, if you want to hear what, what uh opinion is, which I completely agree, and I will back him on this. Wait till next week and uh, let us know if you want to hear it. Uh, hit us up on Twitter at the H-O-R-N-C.
1: 100%. Let's talk about another segment. I know this isn't on the rundown, but I kind of want to talk about it just briefly. The The humanizing of Laura Sullivan, Ooh. the freak. Freak man. Sit him down. He's in a polo. He's talking about, all oh, these kids make fun of me and, you know, like... They 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 called me a freak, but you know what? No one's laughing anymore. No one's no this one's laughing. Really no one's doing it. An-
0: you are you are really mean. <laughs> I just caught on to the lisp. You are very mean. <laughs> that is ridiculous. Uh, as far as the humanizing of Laura Sullivan, do you feel like it's necessary? Do we need to? He's.
1: Do we need to do that? He's a monster, but I guess we need to know more about him.
0: Um. Uh, I wish I could really care <laughs> about anything they do with him. I think they're trying to get you to get because the thing about Lars Sullivan is this: he ain't winning no title, right? Yeah,
1: I think they know what we think, obviously, right, of Lars Sullivan. However, I think they're trying by any means possible. To change the way we, th- to make us ignore the way we think about Lars Sullivan.
0: He's going to need a very, but, he's going to need a very long feud with a face, a baby face on that show. And I hate to say it'll probably be I, I E be because he's not going to run into Roman. That's just that, the, that Roman's not touching this kid.
1: I think they I think they really want to give his con his character context so because legitimately the only thing you know is he's a monster and he smashes so in that sort of frame of mind you kind of look at him as just that person but you have all your own personal thoughts about him they're trying to rejigger the way you think about him personally through these segments um, I'm not sure if they would continue it but if they were smart they would but We'll I mean we'll see how this goes. Uh I if I mean if I had to pick
0: it if I don't hate the segment. Mm-hmm. I just think that like I, I really think that Big E is in his immediate future.
1: I think KO is in a future. Okay. Is in something.
0: Okay. I think he, he KO needs a long, um he needs a long feud, right? Because like that we got a heel champion. So he's not he's not getting he's not he's not tapped into that.
1: Yeah, but yeah, you're right, you're right. Um speaking of KO, you know, He earned his way into Survivor Series this week. Also, Jey Uso earned his way into Survivor Series this week, but also someone else who earned their way into Survivor Series. Bianca Belair, 2-0, Friday Night SmackDown. Mm -hmm. What are your thoughts on Bianca Belair? Um, She's looking good.
0: Yeah. Uh, Again, I...
1: I, She beat Philly K and uh, and Natalya, to, to qualify for this match.
0: Hey man, let, let me just say right now. Again, I I, I think remember I, I said I want them to just show me. They, they've been doing that in spades. So good job. Two weeks in a row, great job. Yeah. I, I gotta give That's Natalia. It. I gotta give Natalia props for how she um, made Bianca look. I thought that Natalia and Bianca had pretty good chemistry. I'm not gonna lie. Um, Peyton was whatever, or Billy. I'm sorry, Billy. I thought Billy. Billy. Was good. I thought Billy was good too, though.
1: Billy wrestles like how I think Kristen Wig from Saturday Night Live oh, wrestles. Oh my
0: god!
1: <laughs> uh, that's that's legitimately what I think, but she just needs you know she needs a little bit more oomph in the thing that she does. That's all I
0: think. Yeah, I thought, but I, I thought Bianca again. All, you know. They're they're positioning her to be a big star in in the same way that we I, and it's funny that they seem to be pulling through with Bianca in the way that like we saw Peyton say, you know, they said Peyton was going to get that push and Peyton don't look like she's getting any type of push right now. So like again, Peyton like, out
1: here chilling with what's her face?
0: Yeah, so I mean, Bianca's looking great. She's rolling on Smackdown. Um I got no worries right now.
1: All right. All right. And of course, you have to end Smackdown with probably the most shocking reveal or not shocking depending on who you are. Buddy Murphy Mm. and Aaliyah together. They're just, you know, they are after a very tense segment on SmackDown featuring Seth Rollins. And then it also brought out Ray and Dominic. We saw Aaliyah and Buddy Murphy kiss in the ring, wrestling love angles. It's been a while since we got one. I was actually thinking most people on this roster is like, damn, do they even like (laughs) these guys even like women? Um, but we finally get that segment. How do you feel about it? How do you, how do you, I mean, this is a major part in this entire program.
0: Yeah, I, I, um, are you,
1: yeah, are you feeling it?
0: I, I was honestly shocked at the amount of people that were like really upset at this when I got on, on social media. Um,
1: oh, because of the age difference. Yeah, right. Yeah. I'm not, I'll be honest with you, I'm not that, <laughs> I'm not, I'm not like, mortified or anything yes it's a major age difference right but also their actors
0: yeah that too. <laughs> that i and, and again it's it's like th- this isn't this isn't an indictment of anything happening in real life people like, i saw yeah. someone say like this is really odd to do when especially when the show already has predators <laughs> on there every week and i was like a uh, uh, child Editors, like I was like, this isn't, this is the same at all. So again, like I get that you know, it's a it's a taboo for this type of age difference, but you know, whether it be man to woman or woman to man, this type of age difference is very normal (laughs) in regular society. So like, thumb your nose up at it all you want on Twitter. If you go outside, I'm pretty sure you'll see. I see it all the time. People doing that all the time. I'm not trying to be like wild here, but it's like it it don't got nothing to do with. Velveteen talking to you know motherfucking sixteen year olds, right? Like that's not the same thing yeah. at all. Like that's not the same thing at all. Like like this is this is fake, as you said, Mills. It had it has no bearing on what these two do outside of their personal lives. In fact, Elia has a boyfriend. So again, like it's yeah. it's it's not the same. Um, I thought. I, that, I, I, oh, go ahead.
1: I want to. I, I want to say, if for people who feel weird about this, I believe. I want to believe. That Jay-Z and Beyonce have legitimately close to the same <laughs> age difference if you're like
0: Oh no, and they about started that.
1: dating around the same time?
0: Nobody talks about that. Nobody talks about that.
1: Yeah, no no one talks about it, but you know, I'm I didn't want it to be like, oh, lifting this point, but first one, they're actors, and two, I think they're Jay-Z, responsible.
0: Jay Z is 50, And they're actors. Jay Z's <laughs> fifty, Beyonce's what, like thirty seven now, thirty eight?
1: She's like thirty. She's she just turned thirty nine. Okay, he's so 50. it's about eleven year age difference, which I think is close to the same between Buddy Murphy and Aaliyah.
0: Okay, there you go. Your 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 relationships goals. There you go. That's the same. There you go. <laughs> um, yeah. I, I, again, it was is a focal point in the storyline. I'm still not sure if there's going to be a swerve in any type of way because that's like the only way this ends is with Seth going away for a long time or with uh, Leah swerving them and. Maybe Seth doesn't go away. So I I don't really know where this ends. Again, this is a really long storyline. I'm shocked that they actually are able to fit this long-ass storyline into a two-hour show. I remain surprised at this.
1: I think, well, first of all, yes, they managed to do... Well, first of all, a lot of people aren't on the show. That's a a major thing. Second of all, uh, I think it's more so because Rey Mysterio is not fully recovered yet. That this is all happening. I'm not sure if this would still be happening if Rey Mysterio was active. But I could be wrong.
0: It's weird he doesn't wrestle <laughs> Like,
1: ever. He's injured. He tore his tricep.
0: Oh, shit, he did. He's still not He's still not recovered from the damn, yo.
1: Yeah, I think he's. we're still waiting. Or they're building up to a pay-per-view or something along those lines. If he's recovering now, they're waiting for a pay-per-view. I'm sure of it.
0: Yeah, well, there you go. Uh, when again, roll.
1: Yeah, let's get into raw. I know you didn't like this show. I know you didn't like I it. No, I sure didn't.
0: I know you didn't like it at all. So uh, unpopular opinion here.
1: I, I sent you the text at eleven. Yeah, <laughs> no. I was like, "Yo."
0: I was eating. I was like, literally, had just finished eating. I was like, "I'm gonna watch raw." So, like, I watched one more episode of King of the Hill before I turned it on. Uh, maybe King of the Hill.
1: Yeah. Whoa. Yeah. What? What? What season are you on?
0: I'm I'm bouncing to like. Uh, I have a list of top episodes. so I'm bouncing around.
1: Oh my God. You know, that's one of my favorite shows, right?
0: And you know what? What's funny about King of the Hill. And, and it's funny about why the reason I'm watching it again is that, you know, there's been this like really weird obsession with people wanting to know what cartoon characters would vote for. <laughs> <laughs> so people have been saying, well, who would Batman vote for? Who would blah, blah? So someone was like, there was this big argument last weekend. Like who would Hank Hill vote for? And I was just like, does it fucking matter? Also What? And it was like he would vote Trump in 2016, but after he heard what Trump said about propane, he'd vote for Biden this year. And I was like, well, you yeah. know, is, is Hank Hill a woke king? And I was just like, you know, what? in a lot of ways, like Hank does actually grow up in a lot of ways throughout the series and try kind of change his views. Right. Like a lot of his views change as the series goes on. And um, I'm, I'm seeing that now. So I've been rewatching King of the Hill just to see. Cause I didn't catch it after like season three, I think I fell off of it. So I'm, I'm seeing a lot of things I didn't see before, but that, that's season anything.
1: four through season seven. You're going to enjoy. I can't vouch for anything after that, but yeah.
0: Okay. How many, how many seasons?
1: It's like 13. Oh, okay. Like 14.
0: Okay. Well, yeah. uh, that's you don't hundred. have to
1: get into those later ones.
0: I, I watched, <laughs> I watched one more season or one more episode of that. And I will turn on Raw. And I, I think maybe it's because I'm not watching wrong real time. I'm watching it with DVR and I only, really catch, mm-hmm. I only really catch up to the show when I catch up to my DVR, and that's at around 9.30, that the show doesn't really feel as long for me because, of course, I'm, I'm watching it with the benefit of being behind the whole time. But I thought that it was a regular-ass show. I didn't think it was like worst Raw of the year. We saw the worst Raw of the year already. It
1: wasn't, nah, it definitely wasn't the worst Raw of the year, but these things aren't getting any better to, to watch. You know what I'm saying? It's like after a week by week sort of thing of like, and then the thing is you're investing three hours into the show. Right. So that's another major part of it where SmackDown, you can just tune out. You It's SmackDown, I could fall asleep and wake up and it's over. Yeah. Raw. I doze off. It's still on. Like, and, 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 it's so long. And, and the fact that I think on a week by week basis, it's just kind of, they've changed the pieces, but they haven't changed the way they do the show. And as much as like, there's still kind of the major thing going on, like the, the Randy and stuff. And I think they also want to get this Fiend stuff over as well, which maybe we can talk about a little bit later, but it's just still overall the same show it hits the same beats and it's not really entertaining. It nah, doesn't feel like a live show to be honest with you
0: no nah, I will say I did not tune in for that that main event that main event did not spark any type of interest in me and and according to the ratings that just came you out no according to the ratings that just came out uh that you know looked at the third hour the third the third hour it had a record low of one point four million so a lot of people you know.
1: You know, the main event of the show wasn't bad, but the main event of the show would have been better if they did the thing that they should have done in the opening of the show. (laughs) Yeah, no. Can we talk about the opening of the show? Yes, we can Can talk talk about about it. Can we
0: talk about the opening of the show? Uh, One more thing before we start. One more thing before we start. I thought the Raw was solid because it had really good matches. I thought the matches were were really well done. I thought the tag match and the triple threat were really good. But the opening of the show was also very good as well with uh, Randy Orton coming out and calling himself the legend. Which I I really like a lot. I think is a really good evolution of Randy Orton's character. But also had uh, Drew McIntyre come out, Claymore, Randy Orton, and then have The Miz and John Morrison come out to try and cash in on the briefcase in a moment that I thought was really cool. And that they didn't do enough with Otis, which is why I thought that, you know, Otis is... Because he's a dumbass. Yeah, Otis's (laughs) briefcase run was really weird because there were no teased cash-ins. There were like zero. And People
1: murdered each other in lakes and and all over the arena, and there were these two giants who were throwing shit at each other, and
0: he did nothing. <laughs> right. It was really weird. He did nothing. I, I'm, I'm glad to see Miz being uh, proactive. And Yes! Yes! hold on. Hold on. Relax. Uh, I'm, I'm glad to see it being proactive. But how do you feel about the opening segment and where and, and again, like this kind of goes into the Survivor Series team. And I, and I guess we'll kind of break this break this down uh, all together here with uh, AJ Styles, Braun Strowman, Keith Lee and Seamus, because from there you have a lot. You have a big push to get Drew as the fifth man on the on the Survivor Series team, which I think is a pretty compelling storyline that I think you, like, a couple people have probably slept on.
1: I'll say this about, well, first I'll talk about the opening of Raw. Drew's a hater. He just is. Um, I don't know why, as if The Miz wouldn't be an easier opponent to face. But the one thing that I like about it is it kind of just, it does this thing that it hasn't done in a while on Raw. It set up a title scene. It set up multiple players going for one championship as opposed to the last couple of, I don't even want to say months, years where it's been one guy and then rotating to another guy and then rotating to another guy. It's set up a title scene, so at least you have that to kind of look forward to. As far as the, the, the campaign for Drew, it would, listen, Roth's team is ridiculous. Ain't no way SmackDown team can <laughs> match. <laughs> Ross team is ridiculous if it adds Drew McIntyre to it.
0: There ain't no way they lose this match. There is no way they lose the match if they have Drew McIntyre on it.
1: Yeah, I agree. It's a but I wouldn't. The thing is, like, you kind of got to have him on it because I'm not keeping Drew off of Survivor Series.
0: No, he's got to be on it. I, I think the the key here, I really like the Seamus conversation. Again, it's pretty good stuff about the Raw, about this episode of Raw. I thought the Seamus and Drew conversation, it sets up seeds of them going at each other as well. Um, Because I could see that. That that came in the
1: third hour. No one watched, by the way.
0: Yeah, it did. It it really did. And I had to actually like it was right before the PS4 beep hit (laughs) and I turned the show off because I was not watching that triple threat. Um, But again, it also had it also continued on uh, with with Braun Strowman actually asking Drew uh, Drew McIntyre to be on the on the team on Raw Talk as well. So I like the way that they're building seeds to the storyline because we know that Randy's not losing this title. It's looking very Clear to me that Roman and Randy will happen in Survivor Series, which, you know, just get ready for that. But, um, yeah, I I really did enjoy that. But, I mean, this triple threat between Braun and Keith and Sheamus, it was equal parts comedic and equal parts really, really fire. I thought that segment, that all around that segment, was the best part of Raw to me.
1: I thought that segment was good. It didn't make sense to me, but I thought it was the match was good, but then it kind of went on a little bit long for me. There was like so much things that I'm like, very like hot cold on regarding that entire encounter.
0: I thought the new day hurt business thing was way longer and, and it didn't need to be.
1: I agree with that. I'll say about the triple threat thing. It didn't make sense how, um, what's his face. Adam Pierce couldn't find an opponent for Braun as if he doesn't just fucking book the show. It didn't make sense for me why they would want Braun on the team, but also want to demolish Braun. <laughs> it didn't make sense of them beating each other up afterwards, but still wanting to be on the same team and all of them trying to vie to be team leaders on this.
0: That's the comedic part and of, of the whole thing was that like, it was very cartoonish because it was almost like a, like, I don't know if you play like fighting game storylines where like the characters fight each other. And then at the end, they're friends again. That's exactly what that shit was like to me.
1: This just seemed like a bunch of men bumping each other around a lot. Just what would biggie say a bunch of meats, man meets. I don't know what he says. Something. A lot of that. A lot of that. The, mat, the I thought the match went a little bit longer, especially for a big man match, a Haas match.
0: Good spots, but though. Good spots in the was, match.
1: Yeah, it, it went fine. It it was okay. It was okay. And and Braun wins, which is another thing why I didn't really like the match because it went really long, knowing that I knew Braun would win.
0: Well, at least he didn't pin our pin our guy, so it's fine. They're still setting up. They're, they're still That's setting true. up Keith for good things.
1: That's still true. That's still true. Um, um,
0: the women's division on Raw is hurting. No Oscar on the show this week, but we get a hefty dose and i don't know pun intended there of uh Nia Jax. I see if
1: oscar tweeted
0: she has not tweeted oh no people are concerned
1: i'm concerned i'm 100% concerned
0: well, she will probably be fine i mean if if it's family stuff if she... then if it's family stuff then you know that, that that is what it is you know
1: let me see if she liked anything no all right all right um, If she's not back by next week raw, then
0: something's up. Jesus Christ. Yeah. Something's up. Yeah. Um. Again, we get a lot of Nia Jax on the show, I guess because of no Oscar and we get a lot of Shannon Baszler <laughs> and we get a lot of <laughs> Lana.
1: Could have Been more Shayna yeah. than Nia.
0: <laughs> Very weird. That we don't get a lot of Shayna, but I, I mean, I, I still I don't hate the, the, the two mean girl uh tandem tag team of these two. But yeah. Again, it is it's the the fingerprints of a of a old Paul Heyman are all over this.
1: I It wasn't bad. I didn't I I liked the fact that they had a title match, women's tag team title match on Raw because they're like, "Oh, these women are undefeated on Raw. They face like two people." <laughs> and then like half of them aren't I think all of them aren't even on Raw anymore. Um <laughs> But they're like, oh, we're undefeated. Let's have this match. They have the match, despite all being tag partners for Survivor Series. They have the match. Shayna Baszler does her thing, you know, because she's Shayna Baszler and that's Dana Brooke. But she does her thing. They introduce a whole lana thing. My hot take, they're building up this lana thing to something. And I think it's Charlotte Flair.
0: Yep. It's clear.
1: I think it's Charlotte Flair, you don't do something for seven weeks in a row and you're not building towards something, especially if you do the same thing
0: over and over. La- Lana, and especially will, since Lana will not be on that team in two weeks. <laughs> She's not going to be on that team.
1: I think. Charlotte, yeah, yeah, I guess. Yeah. I mean, that's a that's definitely a thing. I always I just feel like I don't know. Maybe she just just come back and beat up Nia Jax. But the thing is, Nia Jax is a tag team champion, so Charlotte would have to find a partner.
0: What do you mean a partner?
1: Nia Jax is a tag team champion.
0: I know, but but I mean, like as as far as as far as Charlotte replacing Lana, I think Lana is going to be on Lana is going to be replaced on, on the on the five on five. Oh, she's going to come back. Okay, and she's going to come back and be on the five on five and replace Lana. I, I really do think. They're going to beat Lana. They're either going to do an injury angle for Lana because they're going to take it to the next level next week or Charlotte's just going to pop up as as Survivor Series and just take her spot.
1: That would be hilarious because Lana's the reason why Becky won the Royal Rumble because she was injured from getting beat up, I think, by Nia Jax.
0: (laughs) Yep. That's exactly why she came out and and interrupted her.
1: Yeah. Long-term storytelling. Yeah.
0: Yeah. It's hurt. I, 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 don't, I don't got much. To, I don't got much to say about uh, about about the, 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 the women's division on that on that show. But, yeah, it, it's hurting.
1: That new day, hurt business business.
0: Very long segment between the new day and the hurt business. Um, I, I thought the jokes to me didn't always land. It was really weird. I, I, I don't think 10 minute promos are good on any show you know, regardless of, mm-hmm. of who it is. And I don't think these, I don't think it, w- it worked here either. I thought the match was, was really, really great though. It was one of my favorite matches of the week. Um, I like these guys working together. I thought Shelton was, was on point for everything. And, and once again, like seeing Cedric Alexander work with Xavier and Kofi is like a, a dream come true. And we finally got to see that.
1: Yeah. 100%. Might have to give flowers to Shelton Benjamin legitimately still working at a very great level. Despite, I mean, I don't say despite his age, but like he's been wrestling nonstop for the past 20 years. I'm sure there's a little bit of wear and tear. Obviously, he's not as quick or as nimble as he was before, but he's still pretty damn good when he wants to be.
0: Yeah. And of course, yeah. in, in New Day fashion, they lose a TV match. <laughs> of course, yeah. <laughs> to yeah. To gotta. Say, they are the kings of losing TV matches <laughs> in lieu of a bigger pay per view match. So, um, I would expect that we we're going to be seeing the uh, New Day versus the Hurt Business tag team title feud on Raw in the coming weeks, uh, either leading out of or leading up to Survivor Series. Should
1: probably next week.
0: <laughs> I mean, I'm pretty sure that will happen. I, I would love them for them to push that out a little bit further, but I mean, I could definitely see that happening as well. Um, my last note on Raw is this Fiend and Orton business. I can't believe they're doing this, Mills. I really can't believe they're going to do this again.
1: <laughs> I'm still not sold on the Fiend. And this entire, like, I get the idea of the Alexa and Fiend thing. And I realized the Alexa thing last week, it wasn't her teeth. I think it's her lipstick or something along those lines that just thrown me off. Um, So, you know, sorry to her teeth. Uh, However, it's still not hidden for me. They want to make it work so much, but it's not hidden for me yet. And it's been a while. It just doesn't hit. At At
0: least not anymore.
1: It's just the Orin thing is going to make it work, but I mean, I'm not the fiend anytime the fiends on television, which he is in various segments in one way or another, whether it's through Alexa, whether it's through the firefly funhouse, whether it's in the main event, I'm not really paying attention.
0: Yeah. I, I, and again, the, the the larger problem comes from, we know what happens when the bell rings, you know?
1: And you just kind of know what happens in general. Like, it's just, he's not a very, like, action now type of person. It's a very long, drawn-out experience with The Fiend. There's mind games for weeks upon weeks upon weeks upon weeks. And then he hits you. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) And then you have a match of questionable nature. So it's kind of like a similar formula with him. I'm not really a fan of The Fiend. I think they're trying... But it's not working.
0: Yeah. And and maybe it's, I don't know. If Drew doesn't get the title anytime soon and they move on to Fiend, then you risk having the Fiend lose yet another match. Um, They should
1: have Drew versus Fiend at Survivor Series. Well, at TLC. No, Drew versus Fiend at Survivor Series to determine who's going to face Randy at TLC.
0: But they're only doing brand versus brand stuff. They'll probably just do it on Raw. That, that'll that pop a rating at least.
1: I mean, that would be true, but I think, I think they should... I don't think they're just doing... Are they just doing brand versus brand stuff? Um, but I don't know. I just think that would help. I think that would add some sort of context to this nature, and especially because I think Drew and Fiend are both major stars and they both. It'll be fight. a believable match.
0: Yeah, I want to see him fight. I think Drew, just the way he's been built up, that that would be a, a cool thing to see. I just think a, a slow plotting fiend, Randy Orton match is just not what we want. Not what the streets want to see right now. Even even if Randy's working at a at a level that he's never worked at in decades, this just isn't it, right? Right. right now.
1: And not drawing it out so damn long. Like at least to say, like, okay, this is definitive. He's got this thing. If we're taking Drew out of the title picture for now, let's move him out the title picture. Or if we're doing Fiend out the title picture, let's move him out. Or if you want to do a triple threat, you still at least have that option as well.
0: I, I honestly thought they were going to do Fiend and Retribution and they moved away from it. Like I didn't.
1: Retribution is just. <laughs> <laughs> they want Asuka now. Did you hear that?
0: Yeah, I heard that. Which, which makes me not concerned about Asuka. I just think she probably just needed a week off, you know?
1: Mia Yim wants Asuka.
0: Take, Good the, damn, take the damn masks off already. Take them off. No.
1: No. You know they aren't.
0: Fucking terrible. Uh, that That's Raw.
1: I feel bad for them. Yeah. That,
0: that, that's Raw for, for us this week. Um, I don't know if it gets better next week. Did they announce anything for next week on Raw? No?
1: Nah. I would have seen it. No.
0: All right. Well, we don't know. So, till next that's week. That's the problem
1: with them. That's the difference between Raw and SmackDown, baby.
0: <laughs> oh, my God. All right. We'll know <laughs> by Friday. Um, and speaking of which, uh, thank you all for uh, listening to The A Show this week. We hope that whatever happens... In the next, for me, about five hours, for meals, about two, um, that, you know, whatever happens, that, you know, we gotta stick together here. The fight has only started on either end, and we have to keep fighting. So um, stay safe out there, wherever you are. Uh, Thank you guys for listening. Please wear a mask. Please wash your hands. Please follow us at the A Show RNC on Twitter. Uh, next week we'll be talking about Survivor Series at length. It'll, I believe it'll be our next <laughs> show prediction. I feel like we have one of these every single damn week, but yeah.
1: Nah, it's not Survivor it's Series.
0: Not. We still got we still two weeks. We still got some time. Oh shit! No, no, it's the, it's the week before. It's not to go home next week. I'm sorry. <clears throat> I was wrong.
1: Yeah, yeah. We we still got some time. We still got some time. All
0: right, so we still have time. We should
1: we should talk about old Survivor Series stuff? Ooh,
0: that'd be cool. Mm. I I mean I want to watch some old Survivor Series stuff. So I think what we should do is we should give. We should take a week off sorry this offends and we should talk about old survivor series matches let's let's go back in time if you will
1: okay all right to yeah. survivor series. and let us know what you want you guys want to talk about uh it's old survivor series matches all right let us know the a show rnc on twitter follow us yes, it's sure. funny
0: so until next week for meals i am justin once again thank you for listening to the a show